Hey, we're joined on the phone lines by uh, by a longtime friend, uh, U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty, Senator from Tennessee. And Bill, good to have you with us. Good to be with you, Steve. Good morning. Uh, it is a great morning, and and it. I guess we we have to start with Balloon Gate. I don't know if we're actually to a a gate yet attached to the uh, uh, to the balloon episode, but. But uh, not only did the, the Biden administration let this balloon traverse our country from the Aleutians to off the coast of South Carolina, uh, but now they're trying to claim that the uh, it happened during the Trump administration, although their story keeps deflating, is now the military's claiming that, well, it happened, but we didn't know about it till just now. What What's the story? Well, it, it is nothing but a story, in my view. And I tell you, it would be a, a much bigger story were it true. Uh, if you think about it, Steve, if, if I've spoken with a, a number of my colleagues from the Trump administration. You recall I served as U.S. ambassador right. during the Trump administration. And I've spoken with a number of, of national security officials. They were never advised. You know, Mark Esper on national TV, our, our former uh, defense secretary, um, they they were never advised nor aware of, of this. So if some of our intelligence agencies had knowledge of this and didn't make our civilian leadership aware of it, I think that's a massive, a massive deep state uh, you know, issue there. But I, I frankly just don't believe it. I think this is just another Biden spin machine. Uh, and if you think about the, the number three person over at the Pentagon right now, there's a guy named Colin Call. You may have heard that name. Um, he is the person responsible for defense strategy. He doesn't even deserve to have a security clearance. This is the same person who was an Obama administration national security official who went out and, and basically pumped information from his old staff when he was out on the out, out in the civilian world and came in and leaked on Twitter sensitive secret information about our posture with respect to North Korea. This was at a time when I was serving as ambassador to Japan, you know, when, when North Korea was overflying us with intercontinental ballistic missiles, and he was giving away our strategy just to try to score political points with, against the Trump administration. So these people are not to be trusted. You know, Bill, that, that's a great point. When people leave the administration in a lot of these security positions, Department of Defense positions, there, there are reports that we've got dozens of former generals that, that leave and that are on the payroll of, of the Saudis and other uh, adversaries around the world. They keep their security clearances, and, and they're using that to trade for their personal benefit. Why are they still entitled to get top-secret security clearances to know our secrets after they've left their positions and are simply using that to feather their own nest? Well, I think the the operating theory was that uh, the institutional knowledge that these uh, high-ranking security officials would would have would be beneficial to their successors. But that's if they actually cared about the country and were trying to help their successors. You get people like this Colin Call that I just mentioned. He's actually trying to hurt his successors. He's trying to make the administration fail. And can you imagine uh, anybody like that being allowed a security clearance? You know, every single Republican senator, all 50 of us, voted against this Colin Call being appointed to his position. I revealed to the to the Senate what Colin Call had done, how he had violated national security, and every single Democrat voted for him. It was the first time that, that Kamala Harris came down and broke a tie, and that's to put this person in. So you've got a whole group of people that are willing to defend this when when you know the average American would say there's no way these people should have a security clearance, particularly when they demonstrate this sort of poor judgment. Senator Bill Haggerty with us on the uh, Liberty University Studios. Uh, 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 hotline. Yeah, we were talking about the balloon gate. It's, it's kind of the same thing when you've got top military officials that are now saying, well, we didn't know about these uh, three other incidences involving Chinese spy balloons until until this week. Either either our military, led by you know General Miley, who you know was having backdoor communications with his counterpart in China, who is more concerned with our military being woke than effective. 
Uh, if the military literally didn't know about these balloons until now, that's a problem. If they it's knew true. and didn't share it with the president and our national intelligence officials, that's a problem. I, I don't want to put you in, a, in between a rock and a hard place. Which is the bigger problem, that our military didn't know that balloons the size of Greyhound buses were traversing into our airspace, or that they knew and kept it from our civilian authorities? Well, the, the latter would be the much bigger scandal, uh, again, if it's true. But I, I'm just not trusting anything coming out of the DOD with the type of leadership structure we've got right now and their willingness to spin and, you know, do anything they can to try to damage the previous administration. It seems like, you know, a singular focus of the Biden administration is to try to undo all of the good work that President Trump did for America. You know, speaking of spin, the uh, president's going to do his State of the Union address uh, tomorrow night. You'll you'll be there. Um, we, we've proposed a drinking game, uh, Bill, uh, a shot of whiskey every time the president says something that is blatantly untrue. What do you think oh, the over-under before you couldn't pass a DUI test? Ten minutes? Twenty minutes? I I'd be surprised if you last 10 minutes, Steve. Uh, that, that would be, <laughs> I think that'd be a very dangerous game to get into. Uh, yeah, do it as long as you have an Uber driver. Don't do, do not leave home if you're going to play the game. You know, he's already claiming that the economy is just booming, busting at the seams, and, and, uh, and that inflation was high when he came in. The inflation rate when he came in was low. It's, it's now punishing American families. Do you think that that, again, this administration has any possibility of getting a grip on the real economic issues that American families are facing? Um, it, 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 it's certainly possible, Steve, but they don't seem to have any desire to do so. Uh, again, it's all about the messaging, like like their, their quote, pivot on the CCP balloon. They, they would have never told us about that balloon, Steve. You know that. If the Billings, Montana newspaper hadn't photographed it and put it in the, put it in the news, they were, they were so eager to have Tony Blinken have his photo op with President Xi Jinping in, in China. Same thing goes with the economy. They're, they're just trying to use doublespeak and, and talk like, you know, this is the greatest economy we've ever seen. They're just trying to get back to where we were before the pandemic happened. The pandemic is what pushed this economy down. And, and as it's coming back, they've actually thrown so much fuel on the fire, so much extra money that we didn't need, that their fiscal policies, their spending policies are crowding out the private economy. And now we've got massive inflation, and you've got a Federal Reserve that's going to probably have to put the private sector into a recession just to accommodate all the public sector spending that this administration and the Democrats on a wholly partisan basis have shoved through trillions of dollars of spending. And that's just made this inflation so bad, which, again, as you mentioned, that's causing the average American's real dollars, real economy, to, to, to their real earnings to go down. They're celebrating that uh, the jobs figures uh, released on Friday were good, that unemployment was lower than it uh, has been in, in several decades. And yet, as, as you and I have discussed for years, we discussed this back you know, a couple of decades ago, of how they were tweaking numbers. Every administration apparently does it. That, that this administration isn't counting people who've apparently been unemployed for more than 90 days. So, yeah, if you don't count a bunch of the unemployed who've given up or who are working under the radar screen, yeah, the numbers look better, but they aren't real numbers. They're not. The labor force participation rate is something that uh, everybody in, in, in a position like mine is focused on. And people have just checked out of the workforce. When you have an administration that would rather see people on you know, some sort of government dependency than, than having the dignity of, of a real job, that's a real problem. And the incentives are all wrong right now. So this administration is going to take credit for anything they possibly can. They've got a compliant media that will support that. But I think, as you said, Steve, if, 
if sobriety is the test, I don't think people are going to make it <laughs> 10 minutes tonight. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, tomorrow night, as they listen to Joe Biden uh, begin to spin this story. My advice is if you're going to listen, you may want to drink early, and, and that may be the only way to make it through. And maybe some of the incomprehensible things that the uh, president says will make more sense if you're completely three sheets to the wind. Let, let me turn real quickly, and I know we've got to let you go, but uh, Ukraine. Uh, we continue to see the, the flow of billions of dollars uh, with both the administration and the Ukrainian authorities uh, refusing any accountability, any transparency in where the money's gone. Uh, you've got teenage kids. I did for a while. They might have grown out of that. But, you know, when I'd give them money on Friday and they'd ask for more on Saturday, I'd always start with, what did you do with the money? Why can't we ask the basic question we ask teenage sons when they come back for more money? What did you do with the money? Well, that's been the, the modus operandi of the Biden administration is to refuse any sort of oversight. Uh, those sorts of questions went unanswered the first two years of the Biden administration, but something has changed. Now Republicans control the House of Representatives, so now we're in a position to have that sort of oversight. So I hope that we do begin to get those questions answered. But up till now, the Biden administration has been wholly resistant to do it. I'll tell you why. They know that there's going to be a lot of embarrassing expenditures in there. They, they don't have, they're not keeping track of this as, as they should. Uh, look, I want to see the Ukrainians win, and I, I think the American public are willing to help them if there's a clear plan, if we understand how resources are going to be utilized, et cetera. But we don't want to be spending money at, at this rate. We're not even protecting our own border. So we're, we're, we're spending all this time and effort to protect the, the borders of other nations. We're not even willing to protect our own. The Biden administration has co- created a complete catastrophe at our southern border. Uh, and meanwhile, they're just expecting us to give them a blank check with no accountability to, to begin to send money into Ukraine. Uh, we know the history of Ukraine. There's a lot of corruption there. This needs to be very, very carefully deployed. These are our taxpayer dollars. And talking about our, our kids, they're the ones that are going to carry the burden of this. It's their, it, it, it's their future that we're, that we're putting in jeopardy because we're parking all this debt on their backs. In the more immediate sense, uh, the president uh, just a couple of months ago was saying sending tanks to Ukraine would effectively start World War III. We're now sending tanks. Now they want fighter jets. Uh, NATO and some of the European uh, countries are wanting to expand uh, an invasion of Crimea. I don't know where the Ukrainians are going to get the boots on the ground to do that. They're barely staving off Russia inside Ukraine. Who's going to be the army that goes into Crimea if we continue to expand this? Are you concerned that we're basically slouching towards World War III with nobody saying, let's put on the brakes? I'm deeply concerned that there's no plan. And I had the senior State Department official before me about 10 days ago who's responsible for this area, and, and not only did I, but also Bob Menendez, who's the senior Democrat on the Foreign Relations Committee. We both asked her, give us a roadmap. Let's see a clear plan of what it is you intend to do. We need that before we're willing to commit more funds to this, more resources, and, and you know, we just have not seen it yet. So it's, it's hugely, hugely disappointing that uh, we, you know, again, hear this administration just talk about bits and pieces of a strategy, but having no overarching plan, no overarching strategy to win, to achieve victory. You know, this is supposed to be just some sort of bottomless pit that we throw U.S. taxpayer dollars into. I don't think it's going to have any takers, certainly not for me. Now, you, you worked uh, for President Trump uh, both as ambassador to Japan, as a fundraiser. You're close friends with the president. You remember that big Trump balloon that the Brits were, were flying around uh, you know, to, to attack him during his administration? <laughs> Would you chip in for us to get one of those and fly one over Beijing? That's a great idea. I love it. (laughs) And do you think they'd shoot it down? (laughs) I think they would shoot it down, and I I, I really do think that uh, this administration, by the way they've handled this balloon, uh, you know, you you think about the intentionality of this. Um, The the 
folks in Beijing, you know, they know that Tony Blinken wants this meeting, uh, and they're going to float that balloon across. It's going to be seen. They may have been, been the ones that tipped off the, the, the Montana newspaper. Who knows? Um, they, they, they are basically demonstrating what they can get away with and what this administration, you know, won't do. What they'll, you know, they'll turn the other cheek time and time again because they're so desperate for a, quote, reset with China. Well, if you think about the, the Biden family's ties to China, they have a very difficult job um, ahead of them. You know, the, the, the financial ties that they've had with the CCP through Hunter Biden and, and Hunter Biden's, you know, financial ties to his father, keeping him, you know, in, in, in this quality of life that he'd grown accustomed to. Yeah. Um, it's very, very difficult, uh, to, I think, for this administration to have, uh, you know, a, a clear and straight strategy with China, and they're demonstrating it every day. Hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it. I'll go ahead and put you down for uh, $10 for the balloon fund, and uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll proceed immediately. You have a great rest of the week, and uh, uh, we'll catch up with you soon, my friend. All the best. Thank you. Senator Bill Haggerty, U.S. Senator from Tennessee, a longtime friend, and uh, great to get his insights. Uh, knows more than, uh, than most of uh, the Biden administration combined.